Hey guys, a uh, quick little note before the show starts today. This is not going to be a load of BS this week. Uh, I was on a huge trip to Disney World last week, and so I didn't have time to record BS. And so instead, I decided to record this little road diary so you guys can actually join me on my trip. And so, yeah, it's tentatively being called Wonderful, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. and welcome to Wonderful. It's a journey into journeying, a road diary, uh, a celebration of this lovely wanderlust that we all have within uh, within ourselves. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, and yeah, this is... I don't know if this is going to be a like multiple-time thing, but I wanted to... I wanted to do like this road diary thing for uh, initially I wanted to release like a vlog of my trip to Disney World and then I realized that I was too busy just having a good time to pay attention to vlogging so I much prefer the idea that at the end of the night I just come here and look you guys in the eyes and be like yo here's what happened and it was so dope um so yeah I, I do want to say um I am in Orlando, Florida right now, my former stomping grounds. I came back for this little mini vacation I'm taking. And uh I I don't know to give you guys a little bit of backstory. This is duh, duh, before the trip happened. Um I had to work a 9-hour shift at work. I had okay. My day schedule was wake up at 9, 9 hour shift at work, go home, record Fight Boys, edit Fight Boys, upload Fight Boys and BS, um, work on a few other small projects, and pack. I still hadn't packed. I'm terrible with packing. For someone who loves traveling as much as I do, like I'll write down a list, like these are the things I need, and I will still forget things. For I, I forgot contacts. How do you forget that? I forgot the ability to see at home. So, um, yeah, and that that's what kind of led to me being a grumpy Gus this morning. And that's what led to me being terrified that this trip wasn't going to go well. I really was because, like, three in the morning, I still hadn't slept, got in my dad's car. He drove me to the airport, dropped me off. Uh, didn't sleep in the airport, instead went and got a $20, yo, yo, airports, airports, can you calm down for one second, I know you've got us there, we're essentially like your prisoner until my flight takes off, but could you not charge me $20 for a really bad Moscow mule, I'm just saying, like, I, 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 it was, I was so shocked at the price of that Moscow mule that I had to go to another bar and get another Moscow mule to deal with it. Um, but yeah, props to the people at Atlanta Bread and Bar. Y'all were awesome. Unlike the bar that charged me $20 for a Moscow mule. But yeah, uh, I got on the airplane, watched a little bit of Kingsman 2, which by the way, it was a really fast flight. And I guess it's just because... Kingsman 2 is such a good movie. But yeah, it was a really fast flight and we landed. And that's when the day started to get bad. Um if the uh no sleep and $20 Moscow mule hadn't already made it bad. But uh I then had to 
Uber to like a $25 Uber Uber for not that far of a distance to get me to my rental car. But I was like, it's fine. I'm going to get my rental car, pay it. And then, of course, all the deposits. So many, like, the rental car company told me, like, there's, there, you won't have to worry about a deposit. Yeah, no, I did. Because, uh, 200 extra dollars come out of my account. Thanks for that deposit. So I was salty about that. I go to my hotel. They won't allow me to check in early. Actually, no, no. I correct myself. They said I could, but they would charge me $35. So I decided to instead leave and then just drive to Walmart because, you know, what else am I going to do? I didn't have my Disney ticket. I had to meet my one of my friends to get my Disney ticket. So I just went and drove to Walmart, which was an exciting time. And then had a very lovely lunch. I was still exhausted, still had no sleep. It was at the point where I even asked my waitress, like, hey, my girl, you got Red Bull? And she's like, we have sweet tea. And I'm like, where are you from? She's like, West Virginia. Oh, that's close enough. I'll take that sweet tea. Because, y'all, let me tell you something. Southerners know how to make us Southern folk know how to make us some sweet tea. If it don't taste like it can be poured over maple syrup, then it is not sweetened tea. Like, it was... Let me put it this way. I know northerners who would think the tea I had today was sweet, but that... The beautiful waitress at uh, Flippers, which... If any of you guys are Florida residents out there, you'll know how good Flippers is. She walked over and was like, yeah, this isn't that sweet. Do you want me to, like, get you some sugar? And I was like, no, I guess I'll be fine with what I have. Um, so that happened. And then is when the mistakes happened. Let me preface. I I was going to go to Animal Kingdom today, and I got a real hyphy because I got a fast pass for uh, the Navi River ride or whatever it is, which is so exciting. I've never been to Avatar Land. I really want to go to Avatar. um, And I feel like saying I really want to go to Avatar betrays what happens in the story next because I left Flippers, went and checked into my hotel, and dude, it was... I I just walked into Props Red Lion Hotel Kissimmee Mangate. Props to you on these pillows, my dudes. This is... I laid my head upon this pillow, and it... I wasn't gonna nap. I was gonna, like, lay down, watch, like, Kitchen Nightmares on my phone or something, and then at 3, go to Animal Kingdom, because that's when my first Fast Pass was. What happened instead was my head hit the pillow, and next thing I knew, it was 7 in the afternoon. I had slept through all of my Fast Passes. I had slept through... I apparently even... My dad called to try to wake me up, because they knew when my Fast Passes are. Apparently, I talked to him on the phone while asleep, so... Good on me, I guess. Um, I I ruined my Disney day, but I'm gonna. I will find a way onto Avatar. You guys hear me? I mean, this is just day one of the trip. I slept through Animal Kingdom today, but I'm gonna go back Friday. I'm gonna be there, and I don't care what it takes. I'm gonna be on an Avatar ride. I will do it. Um, and I don't know. After all of that, like I had had, kind of a defeating morning. <laughs> I had like all that crap happened to me one after another one after another and so like i said i was like this trip is this trip is ruined which is the kind of mindset which is a messed up mindset of the first day's bad so obviously the next six days are going to be bad which is not true um but very very luckily my good friend 
the Dylan, Dylan of Fight Boys fame, invited me out. We went to Chewy's, which I had never been to before. I got a margarita the size of my head. Had a very lovely conversation, and, like, it was almost enough to turn me around, but, like, I don't know. I, I still had that inkling feeling, like that little do 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 in the back of my head of, this is still going to suck. I don't know. Everything's going to go bad. Something's going to go wrong. I don't have any money. I have very, oh, which by the way, I do have very limited funds for this trip, which is going to make buying stuff real fun. Um, and I don't know, man, I was still kind of like, we had a very nice dinner. It was a very fun time. And then afterwards I was like, all right, bye buddy. And then I ran to Walmart because apparently that's going to be a reoccurring theme here is just if Scotty's upset, he goes to the Walmart, uh, got me some, uh, got me some uh, eye, eye contact solution because I, I, I'm basically going to have to work off the same pair of daily contacts for six days in a row. Got that. Got some general supplies for the trip. And when I was waiting in line behind me, I just heard these two lovely British women talking. And they were talking about, like, M&Ms like they were a gift from God. She was just like, well, they have the yellow ones, but I don't see the... I don't see the chocolates. Do they have the chocolates here? And I could see it, and they were out of chocolates. And I was like, please don't discover this. I need this childlike wonder to continue in front of me. And it, it just reminded me what I love so much about Orlando, which is just, like, the different amount of people you can meet and all the different experiences you get. I mean, one of my favorite conversations I ever had down here was still when I got to tell a British family what a McGriddle is. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, what's a McGriddle? And I'm like, all right, check this out. You're going to want to sit down. Fucking flavor crystals inside that pancake sandwich. <laughs> and they just kind of stared at me like I was a maniac. Anyways, um, after that, I, I was still kind of feeling down, I guess. Like, not too down, but I, I knew I needed some vaping supplies, which is a very millennial sentence to say. So I found a place in on International Drive down here called The Vaping Brew. And, uh, oh, damn it, I wish I knew his, I wish I could remember his name, but this lovely Scotsman helped me out, got me a new tank, got me some good flavors in there, and man, it was just a good time all around, and I, like, I just got all of this, this giddiness, this Orlando giddiness, it's like it takes a day, and also a nap to get it into me, but dude, I, I just, I started feeling it again, and I realized, like, I, I think I might be crazy, well, I mean, I know I'm crazy, but, like, I was sitting in traffic waiting to get on the interstate, and I just had this feeling of, like, I love this. And I even texted Emily, like, I love this. This is fantastic. What are you doing? Sitting in traffic? I'm sorry, what? I, I, I don't know what it is, man. Orlando traffic is my home. Like, I'd been there so many times, I was like, all right put on a McElroy podcast or put on something nice to listen to ease back and just enjoy the ride baby it's not good when you have somewhere to be and you're late but otherwise that Orlando traffic is like it's the Orlando traffic are is the ocean of this place you just get to ride the wave baby that's all it is and as I was like driving down the road I just realized like it may not be for everybody, but for me, there is, like, some weird magic going on in Orlando. And I know Magic Kingdom, Disney World, and all that. But, like, I had a day from hell. 
I missed getting to go see go on a ride that I've wanted to ride for a very very long time. I had to l- dish out a lot more money than I thought I needed to. Uh, I paid twenty dollars for a Moscow Mule. But despite all of that, just going to dinner and driving down the road through traffic was enough to turn it around for me. It was enough for me to be like, nah, everything's gonna be alright. Every little thing is gonna be alright. So yeah, man, like, I love Orlando. There's something about this city, baby. There's something something about it. Uh, so yeah, that's this has been day one of these of the wonderful road diaries, and I guess I will be back with you guys tomorrow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to day two of this amazing Orlando a trip, and this is gonna get into. A time that I like this is this is probably Scotty's favorite day and that's the day when Scotty drinks too much <laughs> oh man that's not something to be proud about um, anyways let me start from the beginning I guess and then we will slowly we'll slowly find where I started drinking too much. Fun fact, it's when I started hanging out with Dylan. Um, so I woke up this morning having a good-ass time. Uh, my first Fast Pass was at noon for Buzz Lightyear, and uh, I was going to Magic Kingdom today. And Which, by the way, if you've never ridden Buzz Lightyear Space Adventure Spin, do it, guys. If you're competitive in any way, ride that immediately it's my favorite ride of all time other than haunted mansion which i did ride as well um and i ended up going to the park my ticket wasn't oh also fun fact because apparently everything that could go wrong involving my hotel could go wrong on my way there i had my window down because if i okay once again, going back to the millennial well, if I vape too much, I can't see up my window. So I had my window rolled down, so my vape would go out. All of the vape. And in addition to the vape going out, my f- my parking pass just flew out of my car and into the street behind me, so that was great. Um... I ended up getting it fixed later. Uh, but the thing that made me happy was my lovely, which, by the way, I need to start reading name tags because I have so many great people making this trip fantastic and I don't remember any of their names. But this lovely lady at uh, the parking for the Transportation Ticket Center, she just let me go in. I was, I asked her, like, hey... I used to work here. Is there any possible way that I could, you know, like get some free parking? You know, I helped out this company. I worked at T-Rex Cafe for a very long time. And she goes, well, do you have your green pass? No. Do you have your pass to get into the parks? No, I have my pass to get in today. She just kind of stared. And you could tell she was trying her best to figure out a way to do it. And she just goes, 
Are you leaving the park? No. I'm going to leave the park and never come back. Okay, awesome. Go park for free. And oh my god, she was such a beautiful woman. It was fantastic. So I go into the park. I have a really dope dude who was also named Scott uh, help me get my... For some reason, my ticket wasn't connected to my card, so I had to get that fixed. Got that fixed. Get into the park. Ride Buzz Lightyear. I was so close to the 100,000 mark, but I didn't get it. So I rode that. Uh, I left there, which, by the way, my fast pass for Buzz Lightyear didn't work either. So I was very happy because the person working at Buzz Lightyear was just like, hey, just show me your fast pass on the My Disney Experience, which unfortunately then allowed my, uh, my, okay, my dad's side of the family is good, very good at trying to figure out how not to spend money, and I figured it out, or not how to spend money, but like how to get shit for free, yeah, I figured that out pretty quickly because he goes, all right, just go inside. As soon as I get in, canceled the Buzz Lightyear, started a Pirates of the Caribbean Fast Pass. So now I technically got four pa- four uh, Fast Passes for free. NBD, guys. Anyways, rode Buzz Lightyear. And then, um, my God, if you have never had the Miss Incredible Stretch Burger at Disney World, it's at Cosmic Ray's Cafe. It is the best thing I have ever had in my life. It is a mozzarella. It's it, it's it's essentially your normal Disney burger with bacon and cheese and then mozzarella sticks and then a garlic aioli on top of it. It was the best thing I've ever had in my life. Uh, so I had that. I'm also kind of salty because I just realized I didn't go meet Merida today. But that's fine. I just, if I had a chance to change my fate, I didn't. I know I had a chance to change my fate. I could have met Miss Merida, but I didn't. Um, so anyways, after that, I went and got my fast passes fixed because none of them were going on my card for some reason. Then rode the lovely Haunted Mansion, which... Um, is awesome to go on if you're alone because you get a doom buggy all by yourself and it really makes it a lot creepier because like, I I don't know what it is. Like you get this feeling of like, there's other ghosts on my cart with me. It's terrifying, but whatever. Like I rode that whole thing with like a new love for it because that's my favorite ride of all time. And my personal favorite moment, however, was when I got off, because, of course, there's that epic line at the end, which is, a ghost will follow you home. And I went to uh, the lady who was helping us get out of the cards, and I said, I was the only one in my cart. Does that mean two ghosts follow me home? And she was just like, she laughed it off and then just goes, yes, you have two ghosts. So I got two ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. Um, So that was awesome. I left there, and then... I think I rode Philhar Magic, which might be one of my favorite Disney like rides of all time. I had a really awesome experience on the Jungle Cruise, which was great. Uh, if you guys have never ridden the Jungle Cruise, it's essentially 50 minutes of dad jokes, and I love it. Uh, I got that, got off of there. I can't even remember what I did after that. I might have just walked around and gotten food. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I did because I got a uh, orange float. 
because it was like a, a mix of a nice dull orange. It was like a dull whip, except instead of pineapple, it was orange. All in a lovely, like, orange soda. It was really, really good. And then I rode... That was the point I rode Pirates of the Caribbean and then walked around and just enjoyed all the random music that happens. Like the Main Street Philharmonic. That was fantastic. I got to hear them do a melody of Frozen songs, which was good. And then before I was leaving, there was like a uh, barbershop quartet. They were doing really good music. And uh, little... I want to give some props to Disney right now, BT Dubs, just because... They made a, a set of Mickey ears just for Pride Month. It's got a set. It's got Mickey's hands making a heart that has the Pride like rainbow in the middle, and then rainbow ears. And I think, I think before I leave, I'm definitely gonna have that. Uh, have a, have to get me a pair of the those. So yeah, I enjoyed that. I got to ride on the boat. I got to ride on a boat, mother. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Can you guys tell I'm still a little bit? tipsy from drinking tonight um anyways so i left magic kingdom which by the way a little bit of advice to anybody who's never been to disney world before uh your first time do magic kingdom day to like the opening to the end do whatever you want but stay there the whole day enjoy uh enjoy quite possibly my favorite fireworks show of all time happily ever after do all of that your second time don't worry about getting there early for the opening but still stay there till the end third time do what i did today which was get there for like three minutes or three hours and then not do anything after that like once you've been there enough times you kind of earn the respect of like i don't have to be here all day which is really nice like that's one of my favorite things about living here for a while and then coming back which is i'm able to spend like just three hours at magic kingdom but still feel like i've had a good day anyways after that i ended up going to the florida mall and buying a a set of young bucks one of my my favorite literally my favorite pro wrestling anything of all time tag team singles or otherwise i got their pops and i ended up running into a numerous amount of people who were all there to get Young Bucks pops. So I got to talk about wrestling for a really long time, which is really, really fun. I did all that, ended up going back to my hotel, and then going to Disney World with... Or not Disney uh, World, Disney Springs with Dylan, and that's where all the alcohol happened. My personal favorite sentence he said was, uh, he goes, All right, have you eaten yet? No. And he just goes, all right, do you want to get food and then find a drink that will, like, destroy you for the rest of the night? And this is before Dylan really knew my alcohol tolerance. And that's when he revealed to me the, I think it's Homecoming, which is a really nice kind of, like, barbecue restaurant and, like, good old southern cooking. And a lot of their drinks involve moonshine, which I don't think Dylan realized that my family were moonshiners, so that's basically water to me. So we had this awesome waitress. I wish I could remember her name. She gave us a moonshine that had sweet tea in it. It was sweet tea, moonshine, and lemon, and that was fantastic. The southern boy in me loved it. And then after that, we we spent probably like an hour there. And then we went to the Edison, which is probably one of my... I'd never been there before, but it has quickly become one of my favorite restaurants at Disney Springs. Um... 
and I had a really nice mac and cheese meal, which was fantastic. Like it, it, the best way I could describe it is if you think about like that blue box mac and cheese, like that big box mac and cheese. Imagine that, but done by like Gordon Ramsay, like done by a super awesome chef, and that's what you would get. But my favorite thing about it was the drink we got, which was prepared by the best bartender I have ever had in my life, Eric. Eric, if you're listening, if you were chilling out there, just listening to this podcast, you were absolutely the best. And he was actually the inventor of the drink we had, which I cannot remember the name of off the top of my head. It was the leather and something. I can't remember. But essentially, uh, there's an ingredient in it, and Dylan asked about it, and he goes, all right, let me just ask you, do you like whiskey? At which point, Dylan goes, yeah, I like whiskey, and then I just kind of start getting on my knees and being like, yes, I love the God's liquid. And he goes, okay, do you like scotch? And then that was the point where I think I clasped my hands in like a crying gesture, like, yes, I love scotch. And then he goes, do you like smoking a cigar? And then I think that was about the point where I started crying. And he goes, you need to have that drink. And he pours it like he had this beautiful, like, as he was pouring it, it was like watching a masterpiece get created. And he hands it to us and he goes, all right, there's three rules. Number one, Before you drink it, you have to smell it, which I was down with. Like, this is a luxury cocktail. It was like 14 bucks. Um, Hold on. Fun fact. I'm going to spoil this and say best cocktail I've had. My dog, it was $2 cheaper than that crappy, crappy Moscow mule I got at the Atlanta airport. Um, But he hands it to us. He goes, rule number one. You have to smell it before you drink it. Rule number two, when you sip it, you can't take a little sip. You have to take a man's sip. Let it get all over your tongue. Enjoy it. It's going to taste like mint and sugar, and then it's going to fade away into this nice scotch, and then it's going to go into, like, this beautiful, like, tobacco flavor. And he wasn't wrong. And then he was like, and then rule number three, you can't take another sip for, like, a minute. And it was this beautiful presentation Eric was fantastic he was such a good bartender he was absolutely amazing and guys let me tell you it was the best drink I think I've ever had it took everything I love about scotch and took all the harshness away with it and added like some nice mint overtones and some nice sugar it was so fantastic so if you guys have never been to the Edison and you're thinking about going to Disney Springs please go to the Edison Get that lovely leather and I cannot remember the rest of it is. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. But get that. If Eric is at the bar, ask for Eric. He's fantastic. Uh, So we ended up eating everything, drinking everything, and then leaving the Edison. And then we went to – damn it. I don't know why, but I can never remember the name of the uh, bowling alley the bowling alley at Disney Springs. But we went there next and we ended up kind of just chilling and talking to the bartender for a while. And they had these drinks that were literally like 18 ounces of beverage inside one glass. And I had like this nice blueberry drink that they had. And then afterwards I got 18 ounces of a, uh, of a, 
Long Island iced tea in this really cool commemorative glass that I got to take home, which, by the way, if I do more of these, you're going to realize commemorative glasses are the best. They're my favorite thing to ever get because I get to take them home and enjoy them. Uh, so I got two of those, and that was about the time I realized I'm feeling pretty good. I need to go back to the hotel and record the episode. But, yeah, like, guys, like, even the bartender at uh, at the bowling alley, they were all fantastic. Man, I love – if you like drinking, other than Epcot, which, by the way, I'm going to Epcot on Sunday, and that's going to be great. If you like drinking – Disney Springs has such a good selection for you guys. Like, it's fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, that's this has been day two. Tomorrow, I'm going to go see Kenny Omega and a bunch of awesome wrestling people. And I think I may go to Animal Kingdom if I wake up enough, but who knows. So, I guess I'm going to be recording again with you guys tomorrow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Day Bigoted 4. Now I know what you're saying, you ladies, you gentlemen, you BS Moon Marines. You're saying Day 4? What happened to Day 3? Well, here's what happened. Firstly, Day 3 was not going to be. I literally spent like 10 hours in a car. So it was not going to be the most intriguing day to talk about, and a majority of it... We actually covered on this week's episode of Fight Boys. So if you want to hear a lot about day three, make sure to check out this week's episode of Fight Boys and listen to that. Um, But the wrestling show we went to ended up getting us home at like three in the morning. I did not get back to this hotel till three. And I remember I walked into my hotel and I said, all right. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to lay under my bed, and then uh, and then I'll record. My head hit the pillow. Next thing I knew, it was 7 in the morning, and I said, all right, let me just lay here for a few more. Let me just relax, and then I'll record. And then it was 10.30. It was like 10, 11.30, and I was getting multiple messages. Hey, man, you ready to go to Universal? You ready to go? So... That's that's what day three did to me. It was like day one all over again. Head hit the pillow, and then I didn't I didn't wake up. I, I've gotten to sleep in a lot, which I really like. Um, but today I got to enjoy the joy that was my first uh, first real job down here, which was Universal Studios. And my dudes, I realized something. Like I, I realized with Disney. I didn't go to Disney a lot when I worked there, so I still kind of have, like, that magic. Universal felt more like going home to where I've been there so many freaking times that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's that. Like, it, it felt a lo- it didn't have that magic, but it still had a really, f- it was a fun day. I still loved it. It just, I didn't have that same epic quality that Disney has, and, and um... For the theme park nerds, I'm not going to argue one's better than the other. I'm just going to say that one has much more of a magical quality to me because the other one I have been so many freaking times that it's now become not not a magic theme park for me. Um, but yeah, we got there, we started driving, and I believe it was as we were on the road, like this massive storm hit. At which point I said, well, luckily the lines will be short because no one will be there. 
Uh, that's a lie. Everyone's just as buck wild crazy as I am and willing to get their theme park in. So we went, we had some voodoo donuts, which, oh my god, guys, if you've never had those voodoo, I had a donut. Guys, come with me. Get, we're getting, we're, we're getting close on this. This is some ASMR shit right here. I had a donut that had milk frosting. And Fruit Loops on it. I had a donut with Fruit Loops on it. Are you listening to me, crowd? Congregation. It was beautiful. I loved it. Um, so, yeah, we had that. Then we went into Islands of Adventure. I got to go see a lot of my old friends at the arcade, which was fantastic, and realized that not much changes. I've been gone for, like, two years, and every single time I come back, without fail, one of the ticket-counting machines is broken and someone is working on it. Though, yo, my dudes, all the people out there who work in arcades, can you get your tickets working? That's all I'm saying. Okay, uh, then after that, unfortunately, uh, because of the rain, Jurassic Park was closed and I almost cried. Guys, Jurassic Park is my favorite ride. It is absolutely... Fa if you've never done it and you don't mind, like... A bit of thrills, Jurassic Park is the best. But uh, we managed to make our way onto Spider-Man, which is a fantastic... Spider-Man is the simulation... Universal gets a lot of flag for a lot of their rides being screen-based as opposed to an actual adventure. Um, like, uh, a, a lot... It's basically the difference between CG and practical effects, except the theme park version. But... Spider-Man is definitely the best screen-based ride you could possibly have. I loved it. Got off of that, and then after that, started walking through the park, and uh, I was with my good friend, the Dylan, and me and Dylan kind of were just walking around talking talking crap about the show last night and stuff back and forth. Um, I'm trying to remember if we rode anything else. Oh, we rode Kong because Dylan used to work at Kong, so he got us past that super long line and kong kong's another one of those screen rides not as good but still pretty decent and then uh harry potter world i i've made it clear on fun fiction that the the story i'm not a huge massive fan of but the implement implementation of harry potter world at universal is absolutely fantastic and harry potter and the uh forbidden journey is such an amazing ride it's so great it has such a unique travel system everything about it is mwah, it's fantastic like I i'm i could gush on it like all day i mean you see a dragon you come face to face with a dragon and it blows smoke in your face how can you not love that and you get rocked around by the Whomping Willow. You get attacked by Dementors. And then, of course, at the Quidditch game, my boy Malfoy knocks Harry Potter off of his off of the damn screen because Slytherin, baby! Love me some Slytherin love. Um, so we did that, walked around, uh, walked around Universal, walked around Harry Potter World, and then... Oh, what happens? Oh, I'll tell you what happens, ladies and gentlemen. The rain goes away just as we were about to leave the park. Oh, what does that mean? A oh, Scotty got to ride Jurassic Park. Da 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 da. I'm I'm sorry. I've I've had a very good day and I'm excited. 
so yeah, got to ride Jurassic Park, got to see some dinosaurs, some raptors. It's a ride that's really good if you like riffing on rides and making fun of like kind of dumb small things. Jurassic Park is so good about that. Like you can riff through the whole thing. You can kind of bond with people. Like that's my favorite thing about a ride is getting on with people who you can instantly bond with and y'all just kind of talk about the ride for the rest of it. Like, uh, I got on this ride with nobody that I knew. Like, Dylan literally waited on shore for me. And through the whole thing, we were just riffing about just, uh, there's a point where uh, you get, your boat gets knocked off course and you go into the Raptor containment unit. And every single time I say the same dumb line, which is, why do you leave the door open? Why is the door open for this? Which doesn't make any logical sense. And that was the moment that everyone around me was like, yeah. And we all had a great time. And then we got to walk around. Which, uh, fun fun fact. And I guess it's because Disney doesn't want this to be their park. And I understand it. I love the fact that I can walk around City Walk and just vape up a storm. Like, I can be a cloud chaser walking through, through City Walk. And I love it. Uh, after that, we went to Universal, which is the second park. That's what I love about Universal, though, is the fact that um, other than Epcot and Magic Kingdom, where you can kind of do this, you really have to dedicate an entire day to going to specific Disney parks. You can't really go between them easily, whereas Universal, you can literally walk from one to the other. So we walked to Universal, and then after that, we rode... Um, Jesus, we, we've had such a long day that I can't remember everything. I know we rode. Uh, we instantly got Krusty Burgers, which are my favorite food in all of Universal because they're the most disgusting thing. They're so nasty. Got, and I'm not saying this to disparage them, but the texture of them, it's just like gooey and weird and, sh and stuff is like dripping out of it. And you feel like an animal as you eat it, but they're so delicious and I love them. Then we rode the Simpsons ride, which was, uh, I love the Simpsons ride, but I, f I found that, uh, it's like a three-story building, and you kind of watch the story from a different perspective, depending on where you are, and I realized if you're on that third, that top level, the story's not as good, you can't see it, but it's okay, I enjoyed it. Uh, then I went on Men in Black and just killed it. I don't know if I talked about it when I went to Magic Kingdom when I played Buzz Lightyear, but your boy gets competitive, and if Dylan didn't hit that damn button at the end of Men in Black before I did, I would have destroyed him. I had 7,000 more points, but no, unfortunately I, uh, unfortunately I did lose the epic Men in Black battle between the two of us. Uh, then we went to Diagon Alley, which is the pinnacle of... I, I know uh, one of our old Opposite Attractions lines was the th peak of themed entertainment, but no, Diagon Alley is because it feels like you are stepping into that world. And I walked around, I got Emily a nice shirt because I had to make sure she had something to represent her Hufflepuff house. Damn Hufflepuffs. Sorry, this Slytherin in me came out. Uh, I, although, uh, I met a lot of people who were Hufflepuffs or Slytherins, and every single one of them have said the same thing, which is, if you're a Hufflepuff, find a Slytherin. If you're a Slytherin, find a Hufflepuff, because our people just click. Like, uh, Dylan's a Hufflepuff, Emily's a Hufflepuff, Blake is a Hufflepuff. The most important people in my life, they're all Hufflepuffs, with the exception of Brenna. Brenna's a Gryffindor, but I think I can make an easy argument for her, her being a Hufflepuff. 
Uh, so, yeah, we walked around Diagon Alley, got to go down Nocturne Alley, which if you guys uh, go to Universal and go to that world, try and find Nocturne Alley. That's a fun little adventure you can go on is trying to find Nocturne Alley. Uh, left there, uh, got my favorite, favorite beverage in all of Universal Studios. It's at Shea Alcatraz, which is in that kind of san diego san francisco kind of area and it's called the alcatraz which uh made me so happy because that means it's never going away from that menu and it's just like this really nice refreshing fruity drink that will also get you where you need where you need to go and uh for all the people out there that drink they know they know what i mean um so yeah i got me a nice alcatraz which means i also got a commemorative cup to take home because those are my stees i always get me a commemorative cup wherever i go drinking at um then we rode (sighs) guys i want this to be a fun happy positive podcast but my god we rode the new fast and the furious ride and it it's almost hilariously bad like the opening of it There's a point where a bunch of, like, scantily clad dancers get kicked out by the FBI, and not in a cool way, not, like, coming in with machine guns. They just kind of walk in like, hey, we're the FBI, and you need to get out of here, and that's it. And then another guy, I don't know anything about Fast and the Furious, so I can't really give you the full details. Another FBI guy, and have a little exchange, and then from nowhere, the floor opens up, and Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, just pops up with a massive 18-wheeler, and I have no idea where it came from. And he's just like, alright, what's up, man? You're not taking me anywhere, because I got family. Because that's the thing about Fast and the Furious, is family. And then they're like, but we have guns. And then wait, who is it? Oh, that's right. If you smile, the rock comes in with a gun. He's like, yeah, well, I got a bigger gun. And then he looks at all of us and winks. And like, these are, someone pointed out, these are good actors. These are like award-nominated actors. But on this day, apparently, they all had their, they had their, uh, galaxy notes they had it already to phone it in because it was the most phoned in performance by all of them and i'm sure if i write it again with someone who i can just riff on it with it would be a lot better but yeah uh although the rock did get in a good line he called someone cookie puss which reminded me of wrestling um and then after that you just kind of ride in this vehicle back and forth and then you're safe i guess like that's it like there's not a lot of scenes to describe it's it's you go you see the rock the rock talks about his big gun and then you ride down the you ride down the interstate and then you're safe and that's the ride that's literally it um so uh, I guess it was a good experience because later in the night uh, I went over to Dylan's and me and uh, his wife, Liesl, we just got to talk talk a lot of crap about that ride. So that was good. Uh, and then we got to ride one of my favorite dark rides of all time, E.T. E.T. is so fun. You, you all, Firstly, if you're like me and are a bad person, you get to start off with a bit of mischief because they ask for your name, and if you don't give them a fake name, you're wasting your time because it doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect them if I say my name is Dustin or Aaron or whatever, but it gives you like this like elementary school-esque giddiness of, 
I told a, I told a little fib back there. And so you do that. Then you get to walk through the line, which is gorgeous. You get to, it, it looks like this massive E.T.-esque forest, and I love that. And then you get to go on the ride, and you get to see E.T. and all his friends, and you get to uh, ride above like this scale model city, so it looks like you're flying high above it. It's beautiful. And then you get to go to E.T.'s home planet, which is essentially just a big acid trip. So we did that. We rode that. And I think that was the point in the night where we ended up leaving Universal because it was already like 7.38 at night and we realized, like, we got more stuff to do. We got to go. So we left. We went to the Toothsome Chocolate Factory, which is super cool. I know we talked about cool. It's very like the Edison. We talked about cool the Edison. It's like the Edison but more childish almost because it's based – it's got all this steampunk imagery around it, and everyone's dressed really steampunk-ish. And their – because I wasn't eating. Their cocktails are very, very good. They're all chocolate-based, and they have really good stuff. So I had a chocolate cherry Moscow mule, and that was, in a word, delicious, ladies and gentlemen. It was absolutely fantastic. So we we had our drinks. We got back. We started walking to the car, drove home. And then I went over to Dylan's. Uh, we recorded a little bit of Fight Boys. Uh, and then after that, drove back home, stopped by a gas station, got a Mike's Harder lemonade and some flaming Hot Cheetos because, you know, you know, I can't have any shame. I, if I had shame, I, would, I wouldn't be able to do many of the things that I do. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to chill back, relax the rest of the night, and then we're going to get ready for day five tomorrow, which is going to be Epcot. And I can't wait for that. And I, I was thinking about this on the way here, and I'm, it's something that really makes me happy. And it's the fact that this trip's not over. And I know that sounds like kind of weird and cheesy to say, but I, I remember driving, like driving home from work before this trip was going to take place. And I had like uh, this real negative thought of feels like it's over. It feels like the trip I'm not already I'm not even there yet and it feels like the trip is already over cuz I'm used to like taking these small weekend trips where you're done in like 3 days and so I had that kind of saltiness of it feels like it's over because like when you're the old saying when you're having fun time flies by that's not the exact saying but I don't care um and so I was worried like I w- it, my choices were either I'm miserable this whole time and it wouldn't go by fast or I'm happy and it would go by fast, and I would be at home in an instant. But no, it, I've been having a lot of fun. It's been a good, really freaking good trip. But I still have these moments of clarity of it's still going on, and I have a lot of awesome stuff to do, including, little spoiler alert for the future, I managed to get fast passes for Avatar Flight of Passage on Monday right before I have to leave. So, uh... Past Scotty was correct. I'm going to get on Avatar, and not just any Avatar, the super awesome Avatar ride that takes a million years to possibly get on. So, yeah, I'm super hyped, guys. We're still in the middle of it. The trip is still going on. I'm so happy. And I'm going to see you tomorrow for day five. Check it out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to day five and you know you know when you eat too much and you get the meat sweats and you're a little bit out of breath because you've gone beyond the human capacity that your stomach has given you that's where i am right now because i just enjoyed 
Oh God, I enjoyed some Taco Bell, but here's I think here's where the mistake came in. Because you have to remember, I've not I've been on a diet, so I've not eaten foods that would just wreck my digestive tract. So this trip has been nothing but ru- ruining that digestive tract of mine. So I had some Taco Bell, but then I opened the Taco Bell burritos and put in some flaming hot Cheetos, and then chased that with a uh, with a Bud Light strawberry. So. I may die tonight, and I'm sorry that this episode won't end properly, so whoever finds this, just make sure to edit into something nice, put a fun little intro in there. Um, So yeah, today was a fun day. Uh, Slept in once again, which always good. Slept in, enjoyed, and then went to Epcot, which was fantastic, and uh, got to see my boy, got to see my boy Figment. Which, uh, I got some judging eyes during, because it's, I will not say it is a children's ride, but it is about a mystical purple dragon that teaches you about the magic of your imagination. So, when I was the only one in my cart, when I was just alone in this cart, I did get some eyes of people like, did he get, like, stood up? Is that, why is there no, which by the way, I did pseudo get stood up because I was supposed to hang with somebody, but they dropped out. But even then, just like that look of, look at the poor boy going to ride Figment was fantastic. So yeah, I got to enjoy some Figment action, got to go on Nemo, go ride some Finding Nemo, which is, I don't know, Finding Nemo is in that same vein of like the Little Mermaid, and there are a few other rides like it where they're just like, let's just retell the story of the movie and that's it. People will ride it because it's got a name on it, so deal with it. I, I do love it. It's a very good ride, but you can kind of tell that... I won't say phoned in, but it was very much, we just did the movie again. So I rode that, then walked across to ride Test Track, which, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I had the same feeling. I didn't talk about it yesterday about riding Jurassic Park because I had like this full positivity vibe riding on last night, but this time I'm full of strawberrita and flaming hot nacho, flaming hot Cheetos, which is essentially just hate. <laughs> and so, um, I think it's like an 80 foot drop. And so I had this feeling of like, I don't know if I can, if I'm going to enjoy that. I'm afraid I'm going to just die and not have a good time, which by the way, Totally unwarranted. Still loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, Anyways, I had a fast pass for Test Track, and I had that paranoia come in again, because at the end of Test Track, you end up going like 60 miles per hour. Your car gets jostled around a lot, and I was like, I don't know, guys. I might hate it, because I saw a lot of videos online. Come to find out, the videos I saw were of the old Test Track. The new Test Track is like some awesome Tron bullshit. But it's so cool, and it was so fun. I really loved it. And I think the best part for me, because I'm like a creative soul, is the fact that you get to design the car. You get to... And I was afraid that, like, I've I've heard a lot about it, and I knew you got to make a car, and I was afraid it was going to be like Spaceship Earth, where you have to kind of, like, you have, like, a limited one-minute, like, time period to do it. No, there's, like, an entire room dedicated with, like, this full system all about making your ride or making your thing as awesome as possible, and I loved that. 
And uh, I ended up getting like an overall score of 200, which wasn't bad. Me and the dude next to me competed back and forth. He beat me by like 12 points, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I got a little salty, but it's okay. Um, so yeah, I rode that, and then after that, just kind of got to go enjoy the World Showcase, which it was Canada Day, so I celebrated by walking straight through Canada and not doing any of the things involved with Canada, because I'm sorry, the only thing they have is La Cellier, which I was not ready to spend a lot of money on food, which was ironic, given how much I spent at Via Napoli later on pizza, but I and their only ride is Oh Canada, which is a standing ride where you get to hear, or I guess a standing show where you get to hear Martin Short talk about Canada. So I said screw that and walked on past through there, went through England, which was fantastic. Went into France and saw this awesome balancing act show where this dude like balanced four chairs on top of some wine bottles and then did a handstand on top of it, and it was awesome. Then got a really nice orange, like, slush martini that they sell. And I can't remember what was in it. I know vodka and a few other uh, essentials. And that was very fantastic. And then I walked through, went to Japan, where I made the mistake of texting Emily and saying, Do you want anything from Japan? And then she just sent back a lot of candy. So I got to uh, walk around Japan and just kind of gobble up all the candy I could. Which was a mistake, because before I, like I said, I went to Via Napoli for lunch and got me, which, if you guys have never been to Via Napoli and you're going to Epcot, go, my dudes. If you like pizza, if you like anything like that, Via Napoli is the best place in all of Epcot. I, every single time I go to Epcot, if I'm getting food, I go to Via Napoli. Um, but yeah, I definitely had like a whole box of like, Japan has, like, these really cool, crunchy chocolate cookies, and so I had a whole box of those, then ate almost an entire personal pizza and the bread that they gave me, so that almost killed me as a human being. At which point my phone died, and I was an idiot and forgot to bring a portable charger, so I had to leave early because I didn't want to be walking around uh, and not have a phone in case anything happened, so... I went to, after that I went to Mexico, quickly got a drink from La Cava de Tequila, which is one of my favorite spots to stop at. If you like margaritas or tequila, that's the place to go. Uh, Rode Los Tres Caballeros, which I'm going to, I'm probably going to get into more ride stuff on opposite attractions, so make sure to check that one out. But yeah, uh, Tres Caballeros is such a good ride because it's never less than a 10 minute wait and you can usually just walk right on. And my favorite thing, and I think me and Blake talked about it on an old episode of BS when we wrote it, it's a magical ride because you get on it somewhat sober and depending on how much you've drunk, your drink from La Cava de Tequila so slowly starts to take effect as you ride through. So you step on sober and you step off with a nice little pep in your step, if it as it were. Uh, then after that, went and got on Spaceship Earth, which I rode in French because I thought I knew French well enough to be able to enjoy it. I still enjoyed it because I always love Spaceship Earth. I'd take a nice big nice big smell every time you pass by Rome burning, but yeah, I did not understand that. Je ne comprends c'est France eh, très bien, but yeah, that was that was good. At which point I went back home and or back to the hotel and 
took just the best nap. You ever, I don't know. I don't remember dreams unless they're either extremely boring and benign that just have like one cool thing happen to me. Like I'll have a dream like, oh, cool. I met this dude at the airport. And then I'll wake up and be like, oh, I guess I've never met that guy. That's the extent of my dreams. But tonight or today I had a good one. I had that pizza sweat dream. Where um, I guess it did kind of become a lucid dream at some point because I did realize like, oh, I'm in the middle of a dream. And so I kind of used those power. Okay, it was weird. It was kind of like playing a video game where you start to get superpowers because I and, and I know this is more about travel and not dreams, but let's break it down, my fellas. Um, yeah, I, I started to realize that this was a dream, but like everything kept happening, so I didn't I didn't have the ability to control the dream, so everything kept happening. And there was like weird comic effect moments. Like at one point I was in some random person's house and they were trying to kick me out because obviously I was in a random person's house. And after that, I just was like, oh, really? Well, check this out. Kids, give me your mystical powers. And I held up like this plush rainbow unicorn with the intention in my dream, because it's a lucid dream, I assumed I had complete power. Uh, I I assumed I had complete power in said dream that I would be able to turn it into a massive unicorn. So I was like, kids, give me your energy to turn this into a massive unicorn. And they were like, Okay, and then nothing happened, and so they all kind of ended up laughing at me. And a lot of cool moments, like dream within a dream stuff, ended up happening like that. Like, at the end of all of it, it turned out, what was it? Was War Games? Was it War Games, the game where, uh, the movie where Matthew Broderick was really good at the video game? I don't think it was War Games. I think it was another game, but or another movie, where he was really good at a video game, and so therefore, like, the uh, military bring him in to help him pilot ships through remote control. That happened in my dream. So I got dream within a dream because I woke up and a dude was just waiting on me like, good, we see you can control what's going on in there, so we're going to need your help. And they brought me in to, like, do cool dream stuff and unfortunately that was the moment I woke up and I had that disappointing moment of like I have to go back in I was like put me back in come on someone give me the kick and uh but unfortunately I stayed awake but I did I end up going over to Dylan's house for the night we watched a lot of good wrestling stuff which was fantastic and then I got to enjoy I guess some of my favorite parts about living in Orlando again like, the rest of the days have been kind of more vacation-based, but today I kind of I did what I did when I used to come home from work, which is um, I went by a gas station, picked up some Flaming Hot Cheetos because I like to make mistakes. And uh, another little, little small thing that I happen to love about being in Florida right now is the fact that it's Sunday and I was able to buy liquor from a store. So I was able to pick me up a strawberrita. And then um, another thing that I really like about Orlando, and I guess it's just because I have good memories of it, I like waiting in fast food lines at the end of the night, like waiting in a long drive through line. So I sat in the Taco Bell line for like 30 minutes, which it's kind of like being in traffic again, like I talked about earlier. Like it's just this cool feeling of just getting to chill out with a bunch of people all going through the same experience of having to wait while jamming out to some podcasts and just enjoying that. So, yeah, I I don't know what it is. It's something about, and I guess it's because I always associate it with when I used to get off of work 
and go to, depending on how late it was. If it was before 2 o'clock, it would be Taco Bell. If it was after 2 o'clock and Taco Bell was closed, it would be McDonald's. But I don't want to do that to my body, so I didn't go buy McDonald's. Um, it, it, and I guess I, I just kind of associate it with I've had a long day's work, but the day is over, and now I can enjoy the rest of my night, which usually isn't long because I'm about to go to bed. Uh, so, yeah, this has been day five. We're nearing the end, guys. I, I feel like today made me eat my words from yesterday a little bit because y- yesterday I was like, the days are going by so slow. This trip is, this trip doesn't feel like it's almost over, whereas today went by super fast, which the two-hour nap didn't really help things. But, like, today went by super fast as if fate was just being like, yeah, you think it was going by slow? Well, today's going to take two hours. <laughs> but yeah, it's still technically not over because I still have Animal Kingdom tomorrow. I still have the airport, which I-, I think tomorrow we may get into how much I love airports. Because last time some some BS happened and not the, not the Blake Scotty kind of BS. So yeah, I'll be back tomorrow so we can finish up this trip, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to day six, although technically day seven, because I definitely fell asleep before I was going to record last night because I had a long day, I had a long flight, and I'm so, look, don't judge me. I had a long day, um, which began with me almost getting kicked out of my hotel room. Basically, I was. I had numerous, like, I had numerous people like knocking on my door, like, "Oh, are you you are still here? I thought you were checking out." I'm like, "Checkout's not until noon. Fight me!" And they're like, "Oh, okay, bye." And so they would mess. They left, um, and so I left. Finally, got out of my hotel room, went to Disney Springs because um, I want to say the polite thing which is I wanted to go get souvenirs for my family and go see my old friends at T-Rex but the truth is I wanted to go back to the Edison and hang out with Eric and get a leather and tweet again (laughs) which by the way I convinced Eric owes me because I convinced a a, a guy to get the drink just based off of my recommendation so Eric you owe me you owe me my boy I'm just saying um so, yeah, I, went, I did go by T-Rex, and I got to see a bunch of people who I haven't seen in a while, which was very, very nice. And then, of course, enjoyed a nice leather and tweet and a conversation with some lovely people who lived in Orlando. So, that was good. Also, guys, let me remind you, my flight was at 7, and, the like, my normal planning brain would say, okay, flight's at 7, so I need to get there probably around 5, which means turn in rental car, car around 4.30, Maybe even four. That's not what happened. Here's what did happen. I le- ended up leaving Disney Springs around like 2.30. No, no, no. I left there about one or uh, about two Um, because I did have some fast passes, some fast passes for Animal Kingdom. And I was not. I told you guys I had some Avatar pa- pa- like flight of passage fast passes and I was not giving that up. So I, I got there pretty early like around two, so right before my fast pass for Kilimanjaro Safari, which was really cool. Like, I know it's, I I, I have this city boy 
this city boy mentality where I'm just like, they're just animals, I don't care. But when you see animals that are not America-based, like I looked and I was like, that's a giraffe. I ain't seen a giraffe ever. And then like a rhino and all the really cool stuff in that, like a, a warthog. The warthog got me more than anything else. I was like, Pumbaa! So I did that, um, and then rode Dinosaur, which broke my spine almost. Like, the sheer amount of jostling involved in that ride is insane, but it was the first time I ever rode it, so it was really cool. And they had this awesome, like, dinosaur party in Dino Land USA, all based around Donald Duck. So, like, Scrooge McDuck, I think it was to sponsor, like, DuckTales, because, like, Scrooge McDuck was there, Launchpad McQuack was there, Chip and Dale were dressed like dinosaurs, which was the cutest thing on the planet. So I got to hang out around there. I it did get sad though, because apparently one of the places has a bacon bourbon chocolate milkshake and it was closed and I was so sad. I needed my bacon bourbon in my life, but it's okay. I got a cooler. I I think a slightly cooler alcoholic drink later when I went to Avatar Land, which I don't I hate to say it like I I think I was expecting like Harry Potter levels of you feel like you're there but it was a little bit more underwhelming because you're essentially going from a jungle in Animal Kingdom to a slightly fancier more alien jungle so it doesn't feel that transportative but like the floating mountains are really gorgeous and all the different colors they use are really cool and I I really like one of my favorite things um was when I went to Pongo Pongo Cafe they have like the next person in line sign and the pick up your order sign. And if you looked closely, you could see that it used to be like a munitions place. And it was like, careful, alert, munitions here. Do not, uh, do not do anything. And I was like, oh, that's really cool that they changed that to mean like to be signs for the restaurant. But anyways, uh, I did, I got on flight of passage at like 415 so at about the time I was supposed to turn on my rental car in my head, I was riding Flight of Passage, which, guys, it's... Whoo! I remember reading someone online saying something like... Um, they said something like, it's a thrill ride, but it doesn't trigger that like fear and adrenaline in response. It triggers like this happy, joyous experience, and that's what it was. It was such a... like From the very moment you step in... They do like a body scan of you. So you can literally see your body moving in real time, but they're like these little dots. So it feels like it's measuring your DNA or whatever. Um, and I did abuse that and dab. I, da- <laughs> I dabbed a lot. And so that was really cool. And you got a lot of really cool pre-show stuff. And then you just get on this ride where I was worried it was going to be like Soren, where with Soren, when you're f- with me, the boy who's afraid of heights. When your feet leave the ground on Soren, it feels very much like, oh, no, I've left the ground and I'm going to die. Whereas with this one, it just feels like, oh, I'm now on this bike and I'm in the sky. And it it doesn't feel as terrifying, I guess, for a weird reason. I did, okay, I'm going to keep gushing about the ride. But the coolest thing is the fact that since you're on the back of a living creature, you're on the back of a banshee, they put in like these these airbags on the legs to where you can feel the banshee underneath you breathing it was so cool it was so intense and I had this lovely Scottish family next to me who looked over and they were just like have you never rode this before and I'm like no they're like oh dear you're gonna love it a lot and I was like thank you 
thank you. And I did like I, I, I could not stop smiling for minutes afterwards just because of how transported like there was a point where I swear to God, I think I went. OK, the best way I can describe it is like in an actual like roller coaster, if you go upside down, you feel yourself going upside down. There were moments that it felt like that, but it felt like a subdued, a, a, a subdued version of that where I was going upside down, but it did not feel like I was going to die. It just felt like exciting in getting to explore this whole world. And there were a few different times where like you stop in this cave and you see everything light up. And it's so gorgeous. And I was just staring like, please don't let it be over. Don't let it be over. Please, I need it to keep going. And it did keep going, luckily. And it was flight of passage, guys. Like, it's got a 120-minute wait, and it's worth it. Like, there are a lot of rides where it has that big of a wait. And I'm like, no, there's no way that's worth it. If I had that much time in a day, yeah, I'd wait 120 minutes for that. Especially because apparently the normal line, as opposed to the fast pass line, is gorgeous. Like, it's got, like, a floating blue avatar you can check out and some cool stuff like that. And also, when you get off the ride, A, you can buy, like, this really cute banshee puppet that can chill on your shoulder. And whenever I go back and have money, I'm definitely buying one. And you can buy an action figure of the avatar you are matched to in the ride. And that was so cool. So, like, Avatar Land, it didn't feel very, like, transportative, but the stuff they've done as far as, like, merchandise is so cool. So I really liked Avatar. And that was the point. I think I got out of there, like, 4.30, 4.45, and I'm like, okay, I still got to get the tram back to my car. Still got to get the car back. Probably should leave. But then again, I did see that one Disney food blog video where they talked about the Night Blossom. So I went over to Pongo Pongo and waited like a 10-minute line to get a... Well, originally I was going to get a Night Blossom, but then I saw that there was a gin version. Wait a minute, did they call the gin version the gin blossom? If they did, that's dope. Um, and so it's like, no, it wasn't gin, it was rum. It was rum blossom. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll get the rum blossom instead. Then I got closer and realized they had like a strawberry margarita that had like the cool popping pearls on top of strawberry juice. So I got that and that was, that was just delicious. And I sweated it all out before I even got to my car. And I think I got to my car around like five ten. and earlier in the day I checked like how long it would take me to get to the, uh, get to the rental car place. And it said like 20 minutes turns out that once you reach five o'clock that time goes up dramatically so I didn't even end up getting to my uh getting to my uh rental car place until six so I now have an hour to get to my plane and I was freaking out I'm not gonna lie I was freaking out but luckily uh my uber driver was a very lovely man from Haiti got me there very very fast and I ended up getting to where I needed to be at like 640 Got to chill out, eat a cookie from a a $500 cookie from one of their little eateries, which guys, I love chilling in airports. I know we talked, I think I talked about this earlier, but like chilling in an airport is just the best feeling. Just walking around and exploring and finding new things and like getting, once you travel a lot, I really like getting to a point where you can be like, oh yeah, if you go to the Austin airport, make sure to go to this bar and get the baked potato and it's very good and then get one of these drinks. Like I really dig that kind of learning feeling that you can only get through traveling and I I really like that. So, uh got to chill out for a while, about 20 minutes, got on my plane finally. 
with a, I think he was Scottish, another lovely Scottish dude next to me, and I just sat there and watched Kingsman for the rest of my flight. And Kingsman 2 is very good. I, this is not a movie review cast, but that's going to be all I'll say. Is Kingsman 2 is very, very good. Um, and then I made the mistake of trying to watch, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show Happy on the Sci-Fi Network, but I did attempt to watch an episode of Happy, and I got through most of it until there was a point where there was just a man just engaging in intercourse with another woman, bare ass and everything, and I was like, okay, and now I'm going to turn that off. So, and then finally got back to the car, my parents drove me back home, and then I firmly passed out as soon as I landed in my bed. So yeah, it's been a trip, guys. I'm super excited. You guys got to somewhat join me on it. You got to hear me talk about the whole thing. Uh, if you really enjoyed Wonderful, tell me about it, and I'll also, if you have a better name than Wonderful, let me know. But yeah, if you guys liked it, let me know, and I'll probably do another one of these for my Austin trip in August, and I'll try to keep doing these, because usually when I have a trip, me and Blake are going to miss an episode of BS anyways, so I can have this ready to uh, to send to you guys. And as always, find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy my books, look at the other podcasts, a load of purebs.com. Get your merch, donate to the Patreon, all that good stuff. I'm sorry, this seems like more of a chill podcast than a shill podcast. Oh my gosh, that's going on a shirt. All chill, no shill. Um, so yeah, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. See you next time.